Welcome everyone to another episode of Elvis Type Podcast. It's your host Travis and John. John, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Today, what we want to go over is our top episodes of 2022. Let's start off 2023 with remembering 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find some motivation. Let's let's reflect on the last year. Uh, yeah. Look at some of our top downloaded podcasts. Dude, what a crazy year it's been for our podcast. Um, the amount of support in these last couple months of the year has just been phenomenal. The The guests this year have not disappointed. I don't think we had any guests where I was, uh, I did not enjoy their, their, their interview. You know what I mean? And I feel like the better we get at this podcast, the better our guests are are as well for people not only for ourselves in our conversations but also for like the people at home you know what i mean yeah i mean we can definitely mine the knowledge a little better yeah you know what i mean but that just comes with everything just like jujitsu we just got to practice yeah and we are before at the time of the recording we are only we're 71 episodes deep in the podcast maybe 72 depending on when this one comes out <laughs> this might be 72 but it's it has been a wild ride. Um, people that we've had on the show this year, I would have never, never have guessed uh, that they were going to be on the show. <laughs> and it's it's been it's been crazy, man. So thank you guys. First of all, before we get into this list, I just want to say thank you guys at home for the continuous support this year. It's if you looked at our analytics, January of 2022 is really when the trajectory started to go up for us. And I don't know what changed. Maybe we got better at our jobs. <laughs> but I, I just honestly can't say thank you enough for for all the continuing support. And because of you guys is the reason we're able to do this and able to, you know, bring these people on. And um, it's just it's, it's very humbling. So thank you guys so much for that. Right, John? Yeah, and what I like too is um, we're getting to follow the success of the people that we bring on. Yeah, so that's just, that's like, really cool. It's just really interesting to see like all the positive people that are in jujitsu and, yep. and watching them also get success that they're looking for. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see people that are on our that have been on our show and then see them get their you know the next belt or they start their own podcast or you know just like they have success in in their lives it's really cool to be able to connect with mm -hmm. them with that with that mutual um love of jujitsu and being on you know the best show the best podcast out there uh if <laughs> you're asking me i may be a little biased but <laughs> so but let's go ahead and jump into the list number one our well not number one number five <laughs> jesus I just started drinking a beer, and I don't, I don't, I don't have any excuse. Yeah, but, it's, been, it's been a long time since we've had an IPA, so bear with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. By the way, before we get into this, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm drinking a Voodoo Ranger. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you, maybe I'll be able to zoom in on this, but it's a Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA from New Belgium. Pretty good. Um, not a big fan of IPAs really anymore. John, yeah, I talk about we, this all the we time. Kinda, we kind of tapered off on them. Yeah, IPAs aren't really our thing now. It's um, I can drink one and be, and that's it. So I like drinking a little bit more than just one beer at a time. That sounds kind of bad, but it's just saying. 
they're not calorie uh calorie wise they're not the best choice for us <laughs> yeah so but anyways so uh a number five for us is going to be one of our dear friends jim trick from my white belt on instagram he also does the my white belt podcast he came on the show june or his episode released june 25th of this year and we saw a lot of good feedback from him a lot of our friends actually came to us and said hey uh, I didn't even know who this guy was, but now I follow him on Instagram. Now I listen to his podcast, and you know it's great. And what's really cool is Jim has w- had even more success since our episode. Um, he's gained probably twenty thousand followers on Instagram since Ooh. our our episode. He started his podcast, his newsletter, all these great things for him. Um, and it was it was a a really good, really really good. Uh, interview with him john what did you think about that episode i remember his being very motivational yeah um, i took a lot out of his and you know uh, on this journey sometimes you just need that motivation and it's good to see other people their struggles where where are they at now and just taking that and applying it to to my own game personal life too yeah yeah it's cool hearing from much like ben phelps uh hearing from someone that had like a lot of weight loss a lot of uh, you know things in their way in life and how they overcome these adversities. And, you know, he, if you guys don't know Jim's story, he was extremely obese Mm -hmm. growing up and into his adult life. And then like 10 years, 10 years ago, I think he said, right. 10 years ago is when he started his weight loss journey has lost over hundred pounds, 160 pounds. I think it was. And, you know, now he's a jujitsu purple belt and, I would love to roll with Jim. Jim actually lives about 40 minutes away from my mom. So if I ever go visit my mom, I'm going to hit up Jim and go to First Colony. That's where he trains at and, and train with him. Have you? Is, is there anyone that you've wanted to roll with in our... Ooh, man, I don't know. Um, maybe Steve Kwan. Yeah. I like yeah. to conceptually think, and I, I like thinking like that. I think that would be entertaining. Yeah. I bet it'd be like a chess game, you know? Yeah. A and, slow one. And he's a and black I like belt. That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. But that's Jim. Jim is our number five episode. Uh, a great, great episode. If you guys haven't listened to Jim, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone that has followed us listens to Jim episode because it's... it's uh, we have our podcast kind of align. Our, our goals with our podcast and our, our following and our audience is the same thing. We want to target the same audience, that new practitioner into mm-hmm. jujitsu, people that are looking for something that is more tangible, something that is more relatable. And it's not just like high level black belts and brown belts talking about how difficult jujitsu is for them. Cause it's different. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you Google my jujitsu sucks, I want our podcast to come up, right? Like, yeah, I want you yeah. to be like, where can I go to get some some insight or some help? And am I the only person going through this? Yeah, and I hope that's the people that are coming to listen as well. Yeah, so go check out Jim Jim Trick, my white belt on Instagram, my white belt podcast. His uh, white belt Wednesday is his his my white belt Wednesday is his newsletter. Sign up for that. It's a he's got a lot of good stuff on there too. So. But John, what was you kind of alluded to it in your answer? Mm. What is number four? We got um, Steve Kwan, the hobbyist guide to jujitsu, and we recorded that January thirty first. Oh wow, two thousand twenty two. I can't believe it's been that long. Holy crap! I thought it was uh, earlier or later than mm. that. Mm. Man, he was really smart. That guy, he had some brains on him, and uh, he yeah. talks a lot of concepts. I appreciate that. Um, Concepts help me out a lot. Uh, a lot of times it helps me learn, right? I need like that structure, you know, so I just like to hear it, 
and think about it from different angles. That helps me out a lot. Yeah. One of my favorite things about his interview was because Steve is, has been very successful in jiu-jitsu because of it. he also has a podcast, uh, BJJ Mental Models, if mm-hmm. you guys don't know. Um, but he's had a lot of success in jujitsu and in the community. Also, one because he's a black belt, and then he does, you know, BJJ mental models and things like that. But he has uh, an authority within our community, and he's never competed. Like he's not a high level right. competitor, right? His brother is, but he's not a high level competitor, and and it shows that you don't need to compete in jujitsu to have a say in jujitsu, right? It's not only the competitors out there that get to dictate the conversation and the techniques and how we execute things in within the community. It could be someone that just really loves jujitsu and just wants to do it for fun. Right. You have a voice too. You can be you can be an authority within our space and not be a high level competitor. Yeah, I think he was the first person we really talked to that talked about you don't have to compete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember that was like a light bulb, right? Because you know it was such a talk, you know, at that time in our in our school and everyone's talking about competing and you had to compete and we're like, man, I don't know if I really want to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that was what was really cool about Steve is because, you know, we, we talk to people that compete and other black belts and whatnot. And, you know, they, they always say you don't have to compete, but they're high level competitors. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's not, not I'm not saying we're t- not taking, we're taking it for face value, but it's, it's different to hear from a black belt that says you don't have to compete. I didn't compete. I still got my black belt. And right. I did it within, you know, I think he got it in within 10 years, which is about average for a black belt. And, you know, it's he's walked the walk and talked to talk. And now he, he can still do impressive things and have an audience and help a lot of people with their competition. Like that's a big thing too, is like his platform is for people that compete in jujitsu too. It's conceptual. And he has a lot of high level competitors on in his mental models premium that, you know, help build these courses to help you understand jujitsu better and get through these, these things in your journey. And it's cool because I probably, I, I want to compete but I probably won't ever compete. I might do it once, maybe just once. But um, it's motivating to me to know that I don't have to compete in order to to find success in the space. Absolutely. You know. So, what was your favorite part of of the episode, though? If you could pick one part, I think really when he explained for me um, that he was a hobbyist. Yeah. Right, and uh, he talks about his brother. Yep. Uh, the differences between them both. And I think at that time I was struggling, like I said, a little bit about that, right? Like, man, like uh, pressure. I talk about that before, but like I am a hobbyist, right? Yeah. It's not like I'm an athlete that's <laughs> um, training five, six times a week, uh, two a days with a nutritionist that's making my food. Yeah. You know, and, and then hearing him talk about a hobbyist with the success, we don't need all that pressure on us, man. Right. We're paying to go do this. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah, And you can, like you said, have success as a hobbyist. Yeah, my favorite part of that interview was probably his answer on how to find a good school. Because it threw me off. Oh, yeah. You know, you remember that? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, he mentioned, well, you should find out who the lead in, uh, instructor is or who owns the school. And then Google their name with keywords like so-and-so uh, sexual assault, so-and-so uh, DUIs or like... Um, all these like 
negative things uh, that you don't want them to show up and search for. Right. You know what I mean? Like you want to make sure that they don't have any cases against them for things that you don't want to be associated with. And I think that's the first time we heard mention of a schedule and you should make sure they have a schedule that you can support because if you can't, obviously if there's not a class time that works for you, you're not going to go. Right. And that kind of, after he mentioned that to us too, I've, I've really started focusing on like our schedule and I've been trying to, ever since then, I've been dropping yes. little cues at John, uh, in uh, Cody's ear, our, our jib owner. Like, hey, man, can we get more classes? Hey, man, can we get yeah. more classes? Can we get, can we get more times? Yeah. Can we get yeah. more times? And it hasn't happened yet, but 2023 is the year. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, Welcome, everyone. This episode of Elbows Tight Podcast is brought to you by Amino Co. Travis, go ahead and tell us about Amino Co. So I have been using Perform by Amino Co. It is 100% science-backed formula patented and it is a great pre-workout and intra workout some of the science behind it is it supports athletic performance by triggering muscle protein synthesis and reducing muscle breakdown during exercise it improves the mental focus and decreases the feelings of fatigue by providing the optimal balance of neurotransmitter precursors and then finally it increases nitric oxide production and promotes energy for sustained peak performance performance I've been using this about 30 minutes before my jiu-jitsu classes, and I must say, it has been helping me immensely. I feel more focused. I feel more energized. Recovery after class feels much better. I wake up in the, the morning after and don't feel nearly as beaten up, and it, it, it tastes great. I have the pink lemonade right here. Uh, I have the blue raspberry coming in. John, where the, can people at home find this? You can go to aminoco.com slash elbows tight. You can use the code elbows tight. You'll get 30% off. Again, go to aminoco.com slash elbows tight. Use the code elbows tight to get 30% off and you get a free gift with every purchase. Ooh. Thank you, Amino Co. Thank you, guys. But and then our number three episode is the man, the myth, the legend, Heisen Rita, Giraffes Kills Lions. John, how was that episode, man? Dude, I love that episode. Yeah. Um, for many reasons, not just the jujitsu, but when he talks about his life journey and uh, where Crazy. he lived and how he moved and what his dad did and how he got into training in Japan, like that guy, he was really motivating just because he was such a good person. Like that, I told you, yeah. After that interview, I got more out of like what a good guy he is. Yeah, not even talking about his jujitsu. Yeah, that was a a phenomenal episode, and I think we got um him on the show at the prime time too because it was right after ADCC it was right after he you know submitted cyborg with that arm bar so there was a lot of traction behind his name and we were very fortunate to have him come on our show right after that and talk about it and hearing his his story like John mentioned was excuse me what that's another thing about these IPAs terrible uh was <laughs> so crazy to me you know, how hard he fought to get to America to do the American trials, how he can't even leave America now right. because of his visa status. And if uh, he's looking for, I think he said like he has to get like a more of a long-term visa or something like that. And then if he, he can't go home until he gets that and, you know, he can't go back to Japan. and His horrible timing of coming over as COVID is hitting. Dude, it's just been, it's like crazy. And then now every time I see him like, He's comp- he just competed in the UFC uh, uh, grappling event, the life uh, fight pass. 
and I was like, come on, Hassam, come on, man. Like, it's like someone I know that I'm like cheering right. for. So it, that's another cool thing about these doing these interviews with people is we, I naturally become a fan, even more of a fan for them because, you know, we've shared, shared, you know, an hour, hour and a half together. And, you know, we still, I always keep in contact with the people on the show. So that's been a great, a great, um, aspect of it too so seeing people's successes and failures i'm no matter what i'm i'm behind them unless you know something comes up where i'm like all right well i can't get behind you on that bro like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt so but what was your favorite moment in that episode john Oof, i think the most impactful for me in that one was where he talked about coming over to the u.s his experience when he first got here but as far as like the COVID, right? Yeah. And like, he gets to this opportunity of a lifetime, right? He finally comes over here. And now he has to persevere through this crap, right? He's, yeah. He couldn't go anywhere, couldn't train, like, uh, almost getting depressed, right? Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, like, we were all there, right? Like, 100%. But then he just gets through it. And then he goes, he has awesome match uh i loved hearing him talking about the rash guard i thought that was a lot of fun oh his his hyperfly yeah, rash guard. yeah yeah i mean the guy just had a lot of depth he had a lot of character and like i said he seemed like a really good guy i felt like we could have been friends with him like you know for life after yeah. that like those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with yeah and you know he's like very motivated right now to be the best in the world and whatnot and he is built a lot like Cody, our, our gym owner. Cody's 6'4", 6'5", mm -hmm. 220 pounds, just like Heisum. Um, and I would love to see those guys lock horns, man. Bro, I don't know. I don't know if Cody's ready for something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, Heisum is another guy I would love to roll with just because of the contrast in size and obviously contrast in skill too. But like just feeling someone like just that level and like how they react and how smooth they are. I like watching his Instagram mm. stuff because he's always like just going to like those those guys are like going to war. I feel like in training sometimes that small taste of that level we had with Nathan Orchard when he came down. <sighs> I'm like I know that they these people are well beyond our leagues. Yeah, but, man, we yeah. talk about it all the time. But when we rolled with Nathan Orchard, it was just like a whole nother level, man. Like yeah incredible when it is your full-time job to compete against the best in the world it's like just ridiculous man if you guys go to a seminar with like someone like a like a nathan orchard or like a craig jones or uh mason fowler who just won this last week on that ufc fight pass if you guys go against these people and just like a casual role and you just realize that they're just mopping you up and down on the mat with so little effort it really puts into perspective of how good those guys, one, those guys that they're going against yeah. are, and then how little you know about your yeah. Basically, <laughs> they're like Zeus and you're a peasant. Yeah. And they're not even trying. Not like, even trying, man. They're, they're letting you do whatever. They're not even trying. Yeah. When I when I rolled against Nathan Orchard, and at the end of the roll, he said, oh, you must be, what, a blue belt? And I was like, yes! <laughs> that was a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Heisen Rita was a, was a great interview. My favorite part of... Um, the interview would probably have to be, uh, well, j the whole story about being in Japan and having to take a year off of school just to learn Japanese. Oh yeah, that was crazy. And the two I liked hearing how hopeful he is with uh, MMA and jujitsu in Africa, like back home, and how it's starting to to come up. 
and I thought that was really cool. And we talked about that. That's more towards the end of the episode, if you guys haven't heard it. But, you know, he explains that it's picking up traction back home. And now there's, like, more schools opening up, more people getting exposed to it. And this, like I mentioned before, the more people we get in jiu-jitsu, the more competitors or the more people that fall in love with it, the better it is for everyone, you know. And so that, that was really cool to hear. And for him to not be able to go back home yet, but he, you know, he's looking forward to doing it. And he mentioned, too, he's kind of like a coming from where he's from. He's kind of like building a name for himself back home, too. Mm -hmm. So and his rash guard signifies that with the black star of uh, his. his, Oh, my God. um, Ghana. He's from Ghana. And uh, it was it's just cool. It's just cool, man. That was a that was a great experience. We timed it perfectly. He came on the show perfectly, and we got a lot of success from that episode. So I can't complain about it at all. So, but number three or number two episode of the year, John, who well, was it? Lawrence Pactor. That was a, a really good one as well, dude. Uh, so I'm gonna beat you on the punch on this one. My favorite part of his podcast was when he went to the new school as a blue belt. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the school was that he was going to, but he went in there with his blue belt and got just trashed, <laughs> like mopped up all over the floor. He's like, "What the hell do I even have this belt for? Like, I might as well turn it in." And yeah. then, and then, uh, you know, he trains there, and I can't. Remember, I don't think he started over there. I don't remember. But he said I, he did. Yeah, he gave him back his. Yeah, blue belt. yeah. Like, like that's how bad of that. That experience, you know, like you go in there, you got all that confidence, and you get crushed. And they ended up staying there training. And uh, I could totally relate to that story when he was talking about yes. it. Yes. And um, it's like when I went and visited a local gym and I felt the same way. They just crushed me. Yep. I was like, man, maybe I just need to go ahead and turn this in. Who Who is Lawrence? If people don't haven't listened to it back home, who is he? What, what uh, significance is he? Hyperfly um, does the geese. I believe it was their um, – it's a family-run business, by the way. Yeah, his parents own it. Yeah, and he's part of the the marketing team, I think. Creative right? director. Yeah, creative director. So the yeah. crazy designs that you see, it's like he's he's part of the people that come up mm. with it. So, And he is a purple belt, seven-year purple belt. <laughs> he talks about it. He's had, like, inconsistencies in his, his, his journey also, which was cool to hear um, – because it, I don't know, man. Like it's it's with our most recent episode with Christina, I mentioned how it's nice to hear when people are very candid with with their journey and how they're even though they know this is going to go out to thousands of people and people are going to listen to it, they're they're okay with being open about the difficulties within their journey because nowadays we live in a you know, a social media heavy, Instagram heavy, look at, oh, look at me, nothing's mm-hmm. wrong, like, I don't have any problems, society, I really enjoy when people are open and they acknowledge that it's not perfect, they're they're not perfect, their journey's not perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not always uh, sugar and sunshine, man. Right, right, so that was really cool. My favorite episode, or my favorite part of his episode, man, that's, it's, there's so many good parts of it um but i would probably have to agree with you john him him going back to being a white belt after entering a new school it's funny too it's his it wasn't even his his idea to go do that he says his his parents thought it would be good for him to go to another school and test his blue belt and when he tested his blue belt at that new school 
he just got his butt kicked. So yeah, <laughs> that was that was a, a really good um, part of the episode. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, that that was a uh, that was interesting because we had Heisum on the show, and then directly after Heisum, uh, Lawrence came on the show, and so we got to talk about. Uh, some of our people that we've had on the show and future guests, hopefully, and how they're related, like Matthew Gillette. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to his episode, that was a really good one too. But you know, Lawrence knows him obviously because Matt has been sponsored by Hyperfly for since he was a blue belt, I think he said or something mm-hmm. like that. So it was cool talking about someone that we mutually know and hearing stories and and things like that. So and I think Heisum kind of played into us being able to get Lawrence on the show. So that was really cool. And I loved his stuff. He was, he was even outside of the interview uh, when we were talking on Instagram and stuff like that, he's been very cordial. Uh, He's got like, we exchanged numbers. So like I have his number. So if I need anything from him or if he needs anything from me, we could talk like through the phone, but he's so busy. If you guys follow him on Instagram, that dude's like always doing something. So uh, maybe one day we'll get him back on the show. That'd be kind of cool. So yeah, but John, number one episode of the year, Jordan Pressinger, the, um, the power of learning jujitsu through YouTube. This was the first episode of the year and has maintained the lead the entire year for good reason. Man, how was that episode, John? Jordan is a smart guy, and I know you talk to him pretty frequently. Yeah, I talk to him um, just about every day now. His video content is amazing. It's clear. It's fun to watch. And I remember, like, when we first interviewed him, you were like, hey, you got to go check him out. So yeah. I went and looked, and I was like, god damn, this shit looks good. Yep. Right? Uh, Jordan's a really smart guy. And I also like he doesn't uh, he doesn't bullshit around, right? <laughs> like, he's pretty blunt about some stuff, too, yeah. like my lazy ass and not training, right? Like, even joking around, he's like, oh, blue belt quitting. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I could appreciate that. But he's a really smart guy, and I enjoy his videos, and I like that podcast. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan's Pressinger, when he first came on our show, I think his YouTube page was at maybe 40,000 people. More 40,000 subscribers, I think. And he set a goal to have 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube page within one year of starting it. And he did it. He hit 100,000 subscribers like two, three months ago. Now he's at like 110, 115,000 subscribers on YouTube. So he's had an exponential year uh through youtube he's also started his own podcast um which has been talk jitsu is his new podcast name it used to be jordan talks jujitsu but he now it's called uh talk jitsu and it's with uh mike uke mike from his youtube page who's on our show also and then joey uh which is one of his which was jordan's first black belt that he promoted to black belt great show yeah jordan talked uh i remember my podcast podcast he was the first chance we had to really talk to someone that was really getting affected by the covid lockdowns yeah and um he was talking about you know keeping the business open how difficult it was yeah and i I remember that that was really impactful right there's a guy that really loves what he's doing and he's trying to survive through those times and i remember like man that's you could tell he's really into it yeah yeah his his passion for jujitsu is is inspiring. Not only that, but I like I mentioned before, like we became really good friends after the interview. And we talked just about every day. And I can tell you guys when he puts content out and when he talks about wanting to help the community, he is a hundred percent honest. Like 
his whole goal is to just help people in jujitsu. He wants to deliver the best content possible. If you look at his YouTube page, it's obvious. Like John mentioned, his content is great. If you guys haven't checked him out, it's Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu on YouTube. It was a fun, just like such a great conversation. He's very candid. I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, we never told Jordan this, but the beginning of the interview was. I wasn't going to say it. No. Was a little difficult. If he, li- I think he listens to the, sh- he listens to so- our sh- solo episodes. He doesn't listen to our interviews. But our first, our, our, our when we first started, it was a little bit of a difficult uh, a, conversation. He's really confident, and you don't know how to take that. Yeah, like right, you know, right out the bat, like first conversation. Yeah. But I think what thirty minutes into that, then, yeah, then we realized. What's I don't even up. think it was thirty minutes, yeah. but yeah, it was it's definitely. It was thirty minutes for me. You know, I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> love you, Jordan. But yeah, no, when you first started, I was like, I was like, why'd you get into jujitsu? I knew I was going to be amazing at it. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! I was like, I'm, oh, like, I'm out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's it's true, man. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he, he's phenomenal. He's 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 found the success in jujitsu because because of that. So, but what did you say? Your favorite part of that episode was. Honestly, it was just hearing him talk about how COVID impacted his gym, yeah. uh, how he was trying to stay open and how they would train around it. Because uh, at the time, right, like we were all thinking about that, you know, yeah. you figure a year ago. Uh, I, I really took a lot from that. Like that was my favorite part is I found it was really interesting. I want to say we even talked about Canadian gun laws for a minute there. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember. Yeah, that part I don't really remember. But uh, I do just remember him talking about trying to stay open in Canada yeah. and how it affected the business, even so much as he couldn't really do a lot of online content because of like his internet bandwidth, like yeah. things we don't even think about, really, right? Like, we tried to have him on the show again. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. We yeah. we set it up. We were we go to press record, and his internet wouldn't even allow him to record, like allow me to record his his stuff. It was crazy. I was like, what the hell is going on So think on about here? being passionate about something. Your country's telling you you need to close down. You can't stay open. You can't even get to the internet to do anything. I was like, man, talk about some struggles. Yeah, that was a, such a great conversation. Uh, Jordan's a really good friend now. We've been trying to find a way to do content together. I'm going to send him some rolling footage, and he's going to put it up on his channel as one of the ideas. Also, I'm like trying to get him to come up to Washington or come over to Washington so we can roll at our school and whatnot. Just don't send him my last video rolling. I mean, he could one hundred percent do it. Go ahead, and sit as I don't care. <laughs> no. So, what was your favorite? Uh, well, before I, we continue on, that was our five top episodes from you guys, download wise. And uh, John, what was your favorite episode if it was outside? Of that top five, who who do you think was the best this year? Oh, that's interesting. I really like Heisem. Heisem that was probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, I, I, he had like I know we we talked about it in this um, episode. I would have to go back and re-listen to it again, but I remember he had so many like uh, little nuggets of truth and inspiration in his in that interview. Yeah, it's hard to really remember them all. Yeah, but I mean. Just from all the struggles he had, from integrating into school, learning a new language, like you said, coming over to the U.S., especially when like um, like immigration is a big deal in the U.S. right now, yeah. and how people see that uh, in their different opinions and views. And then you talk to a guy like him, and you see how genuine he is and how much he wants to help people. It's probably my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I like most about Heisem was like his humbleness. Like He's had all these successes and notoriety. 
lately, and he's still very grateful to even be in the States, being able to compete full-time, and even through all the adversities, like, he's just so happy that he's able to do it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I think that's great, because a lot of people don't show that, you know, they're not they're not going to be as humble as him, like, he just kept being, like, he kept thanking, like, everything, you yep, know what I mean? He like, did. he was so happy. That's why it was my favorite. Yeah, so, I would probably say mine's a toss-up between... Hmm. Christina's was just so good, man. That was that was a really, really good one. Heisman was really good. But I'll probably have to go with Kieran. And the reason I would say Kieran, Kieran Lefebvre, is because it was like talking... No, let me take... I take that back. I'm going to say Adolfo. Adolfo was probably one of my favorite episodes because it was just a bunch of blue belts BSing about about uh jujitsu that's true you know adolfo ferranda if you guys don't know who he is he was that that was this year wasn't it it'll be close maybe it wasn't this year maybe it was last year i'll have to look that up Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go with kieran (laughs) (laughs) my original kieran because it was the same reason it was just like a couple blue belts bsing about it but he had a lot of great knowledge about nutrition and whatnot john and i uh actually bought the the supplements that he recommended yeah everything he recommended I yeah that. that was a that was a really really good conversation and like john mentioned uh he didn't mention it on the the show but afterwards he's like kieran's is just very personable it was a fun conversation like it was really cool to talk to him about everything and i like the science behind uh, nutrition and exercise and everything like that because of my background and it was a it was a lot of fun not only that but you guys don't know but there was a lot of like <laughs> after i released all his stuff people were commenting like this stuff is fake like he doesn't know what he's talking about but that's like anytime you get into like the strength and conditioning and nutrition area people are always going to think they're smarter than the guys who's talking you know what i mean so but if you were then someone would be interviewing you you know oh there you go <laughs> Everyone's so, an expert yeah, until they're not. That's right. So, but yeah, so that was my favorite episode. And then, John, who who would you, do you have anyone on a bucket list that you would like us to interview in 2023? Oh, that's an interesting question in the spring on me there. <laughs> I mean, the one person I've always wanted to interview, we did, which was Roy Dean. Yeah. Um, that was like the pinnacle for me, right? I was yeah. like, always wanted to talk to him. We were so heavily into his content. It would be nice to talk to him again. Yeah, we, we can hit him up. Difficulties at one time. Yeah. Uh, man, who do I want to talk to again? Or who would I like to? I don't know. I don't know. Got to sit down and do something. You're not big into the jujitsu scene and community right now though like i am so yeah i mean for for the people that really have impact on me it's like the people that i know right like, yeah um, alan hernandez you know? yeah uh every time i get a chance to talk to him i feel like you know it's valuable mm-hmm. he knows us he rolled yeah. with us you know he's high level you know great guy yeah uh, so it's tough i don't know i'd have to think about that Mine would be, I would like to get Jordan on the show again, talk to Jordan again. Maybe maybe January we'll be able to talk to him again. <laughs> uh, tell you the truth, though, we have a lot of guests in the queue right now that want to come on the show, but John and I are only recording two interviews a month right now, so we might have to kick that up to get all these people and then just have a, have a, a line of 
episodes we can slowly release each month because like i mentioned we're trying to do two interviews a month and then two solo episodes because uh it just makes my job easier not having to do interviews all the time um but i would have to say i really would like to talk to mason fowler if you guys don't know who he is look him up he's he's been on the list for a while i dm and stuff like that but i'm sure he just doesn't just doesn't see him because we're no one so (laughs) so if i had to pick top two for me that i'd like to talk to uh We'll go Joe Rogan or Gordon Ryan. Ooh, I think Jordan or Gordon Ryan is a possibility. Joe Rogan, definitely not. Probably I mean, you never of, know. You never know. I don't know how many jiu-jitsu podcasts he's done, but you never know. Um, I would also like Tom Hardy. I would like to get yeah, Tom actually, Hardy on his, the show. Yeah, that would be interesting, too. Or Keanu Reeves, because, you know, Keanu Reeves does it. Or, I mean, any, like, celebrity, really, I kind of, think it'd be kind of cool. Like Mario Lopez, he's a blue belt. That'd be kind of cool to tie... Ed O'Neill, yeah. Yeah, he's a black belt, actually. Yeah. Yeah, under the Gracies. Um, Man, I could reach out to him and be like, we grew up together, man. Married with children? Come on. Like, <laughs> I was there for you. <laughs> That'd be another good conversation. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, pretty much the recap of 2022. Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, endeavors come in 2023 for us. If it's going to be anything like these last couple months, I, I'm, ex- I can't, I'm ecstatic to see the the possibilities and the successes that we'll have so and once again it all plays into you guys so thank you guys so much at home for for showing us the support sharing the podcast um telling everyone about it uh following us on instagram all that stuff thank you guys it, it really everything you guys do does play a, a role and a part in the success of the show and it's crazy to think three and a half years ago it started off in my house in my spare bedroom a little plastic table with two USB microphones and John and I talking about the cheap ass chairs. Yeah. And talking about our BS and and who would have ever thought interviewing our friends would lead to interviewing some of the the coolest people in the industry. The early struggles like how can we get taxi money for our guests to get home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. We used to bring people over my house and we would john and i would figure out how we can get them as drunk as possible yeah. at home safely <laughs> real right you yeah, that? yeah we were like we we're like all right if i order i, like, I wonder if we get a lyft sponsor or something yeah like, i remember Uber. that yeah, yeah i i completely forgot about that i did hit up lyft <laughs> and i was like hey is there any way you can give our guests a discount to use your your service to get them to my house for podcasting uh, we'll give you a shout out and everything like that and they they stop po- they don't sponsor podcasts but it was a it was a possibility, and now we just do everything remotely. I don't even know how to do an in person interview anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think we did one not too long ago. We messed it all up. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, man, that's crazy. I completely forgot about that. Yep. It's 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 so cool to see what has came from this show and everything like that. So I keep talking about. It. I'll I'll shut up about it. But it's been, it's been great. So thank you guys so much, uh, John. You got anything else, man? Uh, feel free to let us know who you would like us to interview Ooh, in 2023. That's a good one. That would be the best way to do it. Yeah. Let us know. Hit us up in the DMs if there's a specific... Some of you guys do. And I have talked to these people that uh, you guys have recommended for the show. Um, we've had on in the past and also in the future I'm going to have on. But once again, we're just... It, we cut back on interviewing people because it just it's easier for us to produce more content not interviewing people every weekend 
Shoot, maybe we'll have to start doing batch interviews on the weekends or something. I, I think it's time to start bringing in some of our fellow gem people, though, for yeah. some interviews. They've, they've progressed so much in the last true, couple of years. I true. think they have some good insight. Very true. So, But, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching at home. If you guys uh, have any suggestions for future guests or your favorite episodes, what your favorite moment of the year was, shoot us a DM. Um, I'm sure I'll probably post a story on our Instagram where you guys can, can uh, put your input in. But uh, we don't really have anything else, man. And uh, remember, no oil checks here. Loose. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.